The Minnesota Wilds fall to 0-3 against the Nashville Predators this year and a potential concerning trend as they have been outscored 16-7 in those three games. We look at what we can pull from last night's loss to the Predators. Plus, we look at measured physicality for the Minnesota Wild. All that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we dive deep into a 6-2 loss to the Nashville Predators. We look at why the Predators seem to have the Wilds number so much this year. We look at whether or not it was the fights that led to the Wild losing against the Predators or other things during the game. We also talk about yet another woeful night for the Wild penalty kill and a big injury and the impact it will have going forward. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, your veteran captain of the show with uh, well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams, both as a fan and as an analyst, and here now covering the Minnesota Wild. We uh, hit record pretty much as soon as the game was done because wanted to try to dive in a little bit to what happened in this game because obviously this one has some playoff implications. 6-2 to two loss for the Minnesota Wild, um, and you look at pretty much the same recipe as to uh, what happened in the previous two matchups against this team. Uh, the uh, Wild hung with the Predators early, then uh, Nashville pulled away and took control and never looked back. Uh, another good night for Juicy Saros. He uh, was very good in this one for the Predators, and the Wilds answering the bell physically uh, against the Predators. Four fights in this game. Uh, the Wild one of six on the power play and uh, three power play goals for the Predators. That was the difference. And, you know, you, you look right away at the big thing to pull from this game, the four fights, and was, was watching and kind of getting caught up in what was happening uh, as this game was unfolding and saying, you know, geez, there's, there's a game going on, not just the, uh, the fights. Like, there's an actual game to be played. And it just it seemed like the Wilds kind of got pulled into the style that Nashville was trying to play. They wanted to get into that more physical style, as they had in the first two matchups this season. The Wilds better equipped to handle that now, but I, I don't have as much of an issue in, in just pulling back and looking at this game now. I don't have as much of an issue with the fights themselves because that's what this team was constructed at the deadline to do was anytime a team was going to try to be more physical, uh, the Wilds were going to be able to clap back against that. 
And so, you know, this was a boiling point of some frustration from earlier in the season, and obviously Nashville trying to push themselves back onto more solid footing in the playoff picture with Vegas chomping right at their heels. So obviously there was a lot of intensity and a lot of, uh, a lot of anger that spilled out in this game. And so I, I, I really did not have as much of an issue with the fights uh, as I did with what happened after. And this was a pattern that repeated itself throughout the game is you have a fight, you have a subsequent wild penalty, and you have a Nashville power play goal repeated itself like clockwork for all four of the uh, first four goals for the Predators. Now, the fourth goal happened after the uh, uh, Predators' power play lapsed, so technically an even-strength goal, but this is the style that Nashville plays. This is what Nashville wants to do every single night. Not necessarily four fights, but they want to frustrate opponents and get them to commit bad penalties to give themselves power play opportunities that they've capitalized on all season. You're talking about one of the best power plays in the NHL, and the Wilds' penalty kill continues to be near the bottom of the list on the other side in the wrong direction. And so you look at the early part of this game with the Wild being able to contend in the maybe the first, you know, first fight, second fight, you say, okay, the Wild are kind of sick of dealing with this and they're going to be able to, you know, hold their own and, uh, and hang with, uh, with the Predators. But it, it, a lot of things to dissect on that penalty kill, which is just continues to just be disastrous. And this this was probably the worst of Marc Andre Fleury's games in a Wild uniform. But the penalty kill did not do him any favors in this game. And so we we go back to a little bit of what we saw during that. Um, that two and eight stretch with too many penalties, bad penalty kill, and some combination of defensive lapses, bad goaltending, and you know it just it all adds up into a heap of uh, of grossness, and uh, it's unfortunate that we had to see it kind of come up to the the surface once again here in this one because. The Wild had an opportunity to try to further distance themselves from the likes of Nashville, the likes of St. Louis, who are trailing them in the playoffs right now. A chance to give themselves some more solid footing. It's it's basically a lock at this point that the Wild will get into the playoffs. That's not the problem. The problem is where in the playoff standings they will end up. There's a huge difference between second and third. Second in the division hosts the first round of the playoffs and against a team like Nashville or St. Louis, who's going to play a similar style, and we'll see that on Friday, having an extra game at home, massive. 
and I I saw somebody on Twitter pointed out, and this is this is a good point as well. Is yes, in a one game vacuum, these types of things you know are frustrating to see happen, but over the course of a series, you would think that some of this is going to even out a little more, and um, and the Wild would be able to get back to playing their type of game because later in the game after the penalties had already given the Predators the lead, the Wilds got back to some of what they are best at on the season, and just it was just too little too late. And so it all leads up to a frustrating game uh, for the Wilds in this one, and there, there are lots of different angles and different ways to go in, uh, in recapping and breaking down what we saw. But um, I think the ones that we're going to focus most on here in this episode are, you know, trying to play with a little bit of measured physicality. Uh, Also looking at ways to try to fix this penalty kill because nothing is working on that end. And then we have a pretty big injury that uh, that needs to be talked about because um, Matt Dumba leaving the game, and it uh, did not sound particularly good. So a lot to pull from this game, uh, a frustrating one for the Minnesota Wild, but at the end of the day, just another game on the schedule. Uh, the Wilds, if they clean some things up, they, uh, I think, have a chance to beat Nashville, but Nashville and St. Louis are going to be some of the tougher matchups that this team will have just because of the style that they both play and how easy it is to get sucked into playing that type of game as opposed to just worrying about what you do best and uh, trying to win the game with the actual play on the ice. So a frustrating one for sure, but uh, at the end of the day, it's it's not the end of the world for this wild team. It's just a good opportunity for them to regroup and uh, try to avoid this similar thing happening against St. Louis on Friday. When we come back, we will dive into a little bit of the measured physicality, as I mentioned, as well as trying to figure out what on earth is going on with this power play. That and more coming up here on Locked on Wild after this. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You can get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh as well. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, But it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. So head to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use the code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Again, all of that and more at HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, and again, thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen every day. Uh, once your first listen of the day is done, you can head over 
to the newly formed Locked On Minnesota Sports channel to check out the Ron Johnson Show. Um, a, a huge get for the state of Minnesota as we start to uh, put together a little Locked On Minnesota Sports portion of the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure to check that out. Make sure to subscribe everywhere because we got more coming for the Locked On Minnesota Sports brand. Uh, so uh, make sure that you get in on the ground floor with some exciting things happening for your favorite Minnesota sports teams. Continuing to recap a 6-2 to loss for the Minnesota Wild to the Nashville Predators. And we talked at the open of the show, and I'm going to restate it because, you know, it's with this type of game, you're going to have some physicality and attempts by both teams to try to kind of set the tone. I I really don't have a problem with the fights. I'll reiterate that point. I really don't have a problem with the fights themselves that the Wilds got into with the Nashville Predators because you bring in Nick Delorier. That's what you got him for, is to answer that bell when other teams try to go a little bit above and beyond. He did that. Jacob Middleton, in addition to playing good defense, you brought him in to be physical. He did that. Marcus Foligno did that. Brandon Duhame did that. The issue that I have is the subsequent penalties that happened after the fights that led to Nashville goals on power play opportunities, picking apart a bad penalty kill for this wild team. And it gets frustrating with watching this team and the amount of talent that this team has and the amount of not being able to get things done on the penalty kill. You look at the some of the biggest issues for the PK against the Predators. Nashville had guys right in front of the net, and I don't know if that was some mind games in which the Wild were not as keen to try to clear out the front of the net for fear of taking additional penalties or for fear of of Nashville kind of giving it right back to them. But one of those specific power play goals for the Predators was a Nashville player to Marc-Andre Fleury's left. And he commits to playing the shot and the uh, the Predators player, I forget which player it was, passes the puck over to the other side of the net, wide open, tap in goal. It, and you look at the penalty kill for the Predators, and they have players right in front of their own goalie trying to prevent wild players from getting into that area just in front of the crease. And so lack of contain in front of the net uh, and, you know, some of the other goals, too, the Roman Yossi goal, that, that absolute rocket laser from the top of the zone, flurry screened in front of the net, and it just kind of slides past him. That's that's a good shot by uh, by Yossi, and he's having a uh, just a sensational season for the Predators. So some of that stuff, you know, is going to happen. And so you're not going to be – you're not going to be perfect – Teams are too good at scoring at this point in the NHL 
to stop everything. And so you live with some, you have to live with some of those, um, those good shots, but you have to prevent then some of the other easy opportunities right in front of the net by having bodies there to be able to push the puck out from in front of your goalie and to establish some sense of order and presence, presence in front of the net. You have to establish that. I think another problem that gets irritating with this team is the tendency, especially on this penalty kill, the tendency to stick to what is not working. And I, I, I can see the side of the argument I think that Dean Evison is going with in, in this exact same rationale. It's like, this team has too many good players for this penalty kill to be as bad as it is. And so, on one hand, you ride it out with the players you have and hope that it gets better, that somehow the other shoe drops and the law of averages just pull things back to where they should be. But you can't count on that. And so, I think this team needs to start looking at making some adjustments in the personnel that occupy this penalty kill. You you had, you know, three of your top players in um, the usual guys on the penalty kill that were responsible for three consecutive predator power play goals. And, you know, it you just you gotta try to plug some other things in. I understand in the case of the lineup, the regular lineup, which has been very good for a large majority of the season. I understand with willing being willing to ride out sluggish games for those guys. Wild penalty kill has not been good pretty much the whole season. And I'm not even talking average. It's been since about the first two weeks of the season it's been pretty bad. So you got to start to um you got to start to make some some changes into the personnel that that find themselves on the ice on the penalty kill. And just at this point it can't get any worse than it is. So that's the one piece of it. The other piece as I mentioned is this idea of measured physicality. You go into games against these teams like Nashville, like St. Louis, like Calgary, that are big and are physical. And if you get pulled in to trying to play fully at that style, you're going to lose because you, you, it's you're playing a team to their strengths and ignoring your own. For the Wild to beat these teams... They need to stick to the things that they are good at while also providing the physicality when absolutely necessary. You've got Nick Deloria. You've got Jacob Mendelton. You have Marcus Foligno. You have Jordan Greenway. You have Brandon Duhame. Guys that can provide the physicality, but if you try to play at that style, for the entirety of the game, if you try to turn yourself into a Nashville 
or a St. Louis or a Calgary or any of those teams that play a purely brute strength type game, you're going to lose. So the Wilds need to pick their spots in games like this. Pick the spots where you absolutely have to be physical. And focus, make sure that you don't lose focus on the actual task at hand, which is winning the game. So that was a good lesson for the Wilds in this game tonight. A good lesson for them to not get sucked into that style that Nashville likes to play. Don't get sucked into that style. Play it when necessary, but also keep in mind you have a game to win as opposed to a fight to win. We also have, unfortunately, a pretty big injury to discuss for the Minnesota Wild. So we'll finish today's episode, a post-game recap of tonight's loss to the Nashville Predators. We'll finish by talking about the injury implications for Matt Dumba after this. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happens. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you will pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. April showers bring May Built Bars. If you're looking to spring into eating better, Built Bar is here to help. But if you're looking for a little something new to add to your Built Bar routine, Puffs are the best route to go. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, including yummy cinnamon churro, Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all A+, plus, all delicious. They are going to rapidly climb the ranks of your favorite Built Bars. As with other Built Bar flavors, Puffs contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that with your standard candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you are ready to bounce into Built Bar mania, Head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. One other. Note to get to uh, for this game before we move on to uh, the St. Louis Blues. On Friday, Matt Dumba leaving the game with an injury. Uh, According to Dean Evason after the game, um, it does not look good 
for Matt Dumba. And so, unfortunately, it's looking like that will mean that uh, Dumba is going to miss some extended time for the uh, for the Wild. And as much as on this show we have campaigned for picking Kevin Fiala over Matt Dumba in the who do you keep, who do you trade debate, this is a big loss for the Minnesota Wild, especially in the back end defensively. Now, it looks as though we may get some uh, good news, hopefully soon, as to John Merrill. Uh, he accompanied the team to Nashville, now didn't play. And uh, whether or not he plays against St. Louis on Friday is, uh, well, it's anybody's guess, but it's encouraging at least that he was able to um, fly with the team but uh, is not going to play against the Blues on Friday. So I would guess this would mean Kalen Addison will get a call-up to uh, at least assist the Wild, depending on uh, how the lineup will look. My guess is with Merrill out and with Dumba out that Addison will slide in um, if he's called up to uh, play against the Blues. And so you uh, you probably you could put Addison with uh, with Jonas Brodeen on that second line D pairing, or if you are more comfortable, you put Alex Goligoski with Jonas Brodeen, and then you go Dmitry Kulikov and Kalen Addison on the third line. But this is going to be this is going to be um, critical for the Wild. Uh, is that they continue to get, aside from tonight, uh, continue to get much better defense. Uh, they have the defense has looked really good um, over the uh, the last ten games before this uh, clunker against Nashville. So if they're going to continue to uh, to get uh, get that type of good D play, uh, Kalen Addison is hopefully going to be up for the task when. Uh, if he's called up, I suppose Jordy Ben would be an option as well, but he hasn't played in quite some time. And uh, so it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what the Wild elect to do. I, I suppose a call-up, the defense of a call-up is the fact that the Wild don't play again until Friday, so they wouldn't necessarily have to make the move. Uh, for a couple of days. So there would be optimal time to get a call-up in the case of Kalen Addison here um, to uh, help fill the roster. But we're, we're going to see this defense tested without both John Merrill and Matt Dumba uh, in the lineup. Uh, and so hopefully a little bit better rested Alex Goligoski can uh, help fill some of that uh, defensive production. But the lineup is going to need to start to kind of take over again for this team um, to get through some of these lull points in the season. And, you know, a lot of the issues, as we've talked about with the Nashville game, a lot of the issues can be pointed to just kind of a loss of contain in the penalty box and uh, allowing the Predators way too many 
extra attacker opportunities to uh, pull out to the lead and to um, really take control of this game. So it will be interesting to see what the Wild elect to do on defense. But uh, a loss of Matt Dumba for a long period of time is a big loss for this team. And uh, so we'll see if Kalen Addison is ready to fill those shoes uh, here as the Wilds continue this road trip. So in summary, all in all, for this Wild team, they just they need to do a better job of keeping contain in games like this against the, uh, the Predators or against the Blues or any of the other physical teams in the NHL. Um, do not stoop to the level that uh, those teams like to play at because if you do so, then, well, you're going to end up in the box a, a bunch and you're going to uh, end up on the penalty kill a bunch. And you're going to end up behind a bunch. So it it's a frustrating loss, but it's a good learning opportunity for this team as they go forward to try to avoid kind of getting sucked into this style of play uh, against these teams because there's still another Nashville game to go um, after this one. And there are two more games with St. Louis. And there's a game with Calgary. There's a game with Colorado. So there are plenty of these types of games still on the schedule. And if the Wild want to come out on top, they're going to need to clean some things up when they play these teams. Thankfully... They are capable of doing that, and uh, hopefully they are capable of uh, picking up some wins uh, starting on Friday against St. Louis, getting back into the win column, and uh, finishing the road trip on a 3-1 and one note. That, that would be a good road trip, especially with a bounce-back effort after the, uh, the, the Predators game. If they can finish the road trip with a bounce-back effort against the Blues then uh, I think we go into the little mini homestand feeling pretty good uh, about where things are at. So that, uh, I think, is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked on Minnesota Sports channel to catch the Ron Johnson Show, a new addition to the Locked on Minnesota Sports Uh, wing of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow them everywhere uh, and stay tuned for more new content coming as part of Locked On Minnesota Sports. Also, make sure you're following Locked On Wild wherever you listen to podcasts, anytime, any place, any device. You can uh, follow us anywhere as well as on social media to stay up to date on all things Minnesota Wild so that if big news breaks or if Nick Delorier like tonight, gets into another fight. Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.